0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Okay, it's the post-game show. The Browns, a winner over the Washington Commanders. Nice win for the Browns. 24-10. That's right, 24-10. We talk about the Browns' seventh win of the season. They can end the year at 8-9, much like last year a game under 500, but you played the first 11 games with a quarterback that you don't expect to be the quarterback of your future, and now you have that quarterback of the future. Daryl, as we assess uh, Deshaun Watson each week, I think he gets a little bit more comfortable. His ability to avoid the sack I think was evident in this game, might might have given you a heart attack, but I think it was evident in this game. And, you know, I, I do think the future looks bright. And I know there was a question after the game in the press conference about, you know, I think the question was something like, <clears throat> are you trying to, it was to grant Delpit about trying to, you know, let the rest of the league send a message to the rest of the league about the last two games. And he was like, not really having anything to do that. But what I do think is you want people to say about you when the season's over, man, it's a good thing. Watson didn't start the season a little bit early with the Browns. Cause they probably would have been the playoffs. They were a team that, that got hot at the end of the year and they looked pretty good and that I'm glad they didn't make the playoffs. That's what I, I think. That's, that's what you want to be said about you on your uh, epitaph for this season. Agree? Disagree? What do you think?
1: Um, I'm not really into consolation prizes, but that I guess is a consolation prize. That's, I mean, ah, they they should be in the playoffs. Like they 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 should. They they didn't get there. It's I I give no quarter, Andy. I give no quarter. Sorry, my standards are. My standards are my standards. I, I just, I can't, I can't do moral victories anymore. I can't do the, well, you know, hey, they did finish the season strong. Yeah, well, if only they, uh, you know, uh, had their stuff together in the first half of the season when uh, Jacoby Brissett, by the way, uh, has outplayed Deshaun Watson. Um, let's let's be honest about it, right? When you look at just the overall, the, the totality of the the picture here. Um, so, yeah, I, I give him no quarter. I give him credit for not mailing it in down the stretch. Um, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski, here's a, a fun fact for you. Kevin Stefanski needs a win in Pittsburgh to remain the only Browns coach, full-time head coach in the expansion era to not have double-digit loss season on his resume, have a double-digit loss season on his resume every Browns coach since 1999 has lost at least 10 games in a season going all, you know, Chris Palmer did it twice. Butch Davis did it once. Romeo Cornell did it a couple of times. Uh, Eric Mangini did it twice in his two years here. Uh, and you just, you keep coming, you know, forward, uh, Pat Shermer, Rob Chudzinski, uh, Eric, uh, I mentioned Mangini, um, Let's see who the hell else has been here. Uh, Freddie Kitchens did it. Hugh Jackson did it multiple times. Um, you know, he was obviously the worst of the worst. But yeah, I mean, Stefanski is the only coach in the expansion era to not lose 10 games. Now, he'll either join the party next week in Pittsburgh or he will hang on to that very unique distinction. Yes, the standards here in Cleveland. Are horrifically low.
0: Daryl, is the defense getting better?
1: No, Carson Wentz was on the field. <laughs> like, I mean, you have to give him credit for making the plays when the plays were there to be made. So, in fairness, you you, you have to give him the credit. But Andy, they're just—I'm sorry—the defense is why we're sitting here lamenting the fact that the Browns are not in playoff contention the defense is why so again I give them no quarter special teams get better as the end of the season evolved I mean Jerome Ford and Donovan Peoples Jones and in the return games have, have provided a little bit of a spark but yeah I, I was- I, I'm I'm kind of like I'm I'm indifferent on if prefer stays or goes. I, I don't yeah, I okay. If he stays, there yeah, shrug. If he goes, shrug. Um Joe Woods, I just I I think they need to make yet this team needs someone to kick him in the ass. Like I keep saying it, and I stand by it. And I don't think Joe Woods is that guy. Kevin Stefanski sure ain't, right? They'll, they'll, I mean, they'll play hard for Kevin, right? In, right, in, in that. they'll play. But discipline? The guys that get in trouble are on the defensive side of the ball. They disciplined three players on the defensive side of the ball this year for various team rule violations.
0: It's good. You know, that Grant Delpit one-play suspension really paid off. Yeah, up. I have
1: to tell you, man, I'm
0: sure he learned his lesson, whatever that lesson was. And And what about Miles? Did, was, did he have to get a haircut because of his suspension last week, the one series suspension? I don't know. I mean, I just think that there's basic things
1: you do as an adult. And one of those things is if you're sick, you, you properly call off, you properly communicate with your bosses. You know, you and I have both been sick in, in recent weeks, unfortunately, and right. we communicate with our bosses to tell them, Hey, I, this is, you know, I'm sick. This is what I can do from home or I can't do from home. And I either need the day off or, you know, I'm going to be limited in what I'm able to do, whatever, like, and there's no issue. It's when you just don't show up for work or you don't properly communicate. Like there's just no excuse for miscommunication. I I'm sorry. I, well, I, I, I love and respect miles. I think he's an just an incredible player. Uh, but there are just certain adult things that you got to do. One of them is obey the speed limit. And two is if you're sick, make sure you tell your boss and make proper arrangements to have the workday off or, or whatever. Like there's just, there's there's just no, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, I have no tolerance for the miscommunication thing. Cause that's just like basic being an adult.
0: Um, Daryl, there was a stat that I heard, I just don't know if this is true. Cause I'm trying to look it up right now too. The last time the Browns beat the Steelers twice in one season was, did you hear anybody talking about that?
1: I was going to look that up.
0: Like yeah, that was, I, on my, that
1: was on my, to look up the, uh, for next week. right? Uh, thing it's, it's been a while. That well, I,
0: I had heard 30 years. That just doesn't, I don't know right. about
1: that. Uh, I don't know. I, I have to look it up
0: during the regular season that yes. would make sense because yes. you know they won, they beat them twice in 21 right boy i'm i'm, I'm looking through that. the history i think that's right the they won yep they had, they won in november of 14 and then won again in they have at least September. swept
1: a couple of times they've swept the Ravens before. I don't believe since coming back, I don't think that they've ever swept the season series or oh regular season nope. series from the Steelers. I'm
0: looking team. at it right now. 1983, Browns 21, Steelers. Is that right, Steelers? I don't know. I'm looking at it, but it does seem like it's been a long time. Let's just let's put it at that without having to go through all that. Well, the actual work of trying to find it. But, uh, you know, so here you have a chance. That's something else to play for this week. And I I wonder if I, – I really kind of hope, and again, we're taping this before the Pittsburgh game on Sunday night. So I hope Pittsburgh wins so the Browns have that to play for to try to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs if they still have any kind of hope.
1: Oh, no, 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 we don't. No, no. We, we need the Steelers to lose Sunday night. Wait, I, under, I, under no circumstances, want anything but – a one o'clock kickoff next week.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you just being selfish? What are you
1: talking? Oh, it's, yes, all about it's all about me. Okay. Under no circumstances, do I want anything other than a 1 p.m. kickoff either on Saturday or Sunday? Okay. <sighs> Daryl. I would prefer a Sunday at 1 p.m. kickoff so I can watch good football all day Saturday. And then I'll be able to watch the Sunday night game, which will probably, I'm guessing, be Titans and Jaguars for the AFC South, right? Because that's the win-and-you're-in game, even though the winner will be below 500. But still, that's typically how they work these things. So it's all about me. I want a Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. kickoff at Heinz Field. Do not not ruin my Saturday with Browns football. Do (laughs) not ruin my Sunday night. With Brown's football,
0: Daryl, I'm going to leave it at that. It's been a long week. <laughs> we started off in minus 16 below temperatures. And then you end up at 60 degree temperatures in, in, uh, in Washington over the last eight days. So Daryl to you, to Merrill, uh, to Merrill, to Meredith, to everybody, happy new year. Hope you appreciate the show. We love doing this. We love, uh, having some fun and, uh, We'll be back again. What Tuesday morning is our next show drop. Is that sound right? Yeah, that does sound right. So, sounds good to me. Uh, enjoy your weird January 2nd bowl day with all these bowls that are being played that are absolutely meaningless, right?
1: Yes, correct.
0: Enjoy them. So, Just thanks for listening. For all that. Uh, thanks again for listening for the outstanding Meredith Kane. He is Darrell Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland.